The primary purpose of the ADRC is to provide customers with unbiased information about services that will meet their needs. This includes sharing information with customers about all agencies that provide needed services. The ADRC does not endorse or recommend any specific agency or service provider, including those that have chosen to sponsor or participate in an interview for this podcast. Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. So I'm Lisa Wells, Dementia Care Specialist with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and you're listening to a podcast on Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. The goal of the podcast is to provide education about aging well, brain health, and staying active and healthy in the community. So thank you for joining us. Today we are discussing active aging. What a great topic. You know, aging is a natural extension of youth. However, as we age, medical and psychological ailments can creep into our bodies. And active aging is actually a concept that was designed by the World Health Organization to make sure older adults enjoy a good quality of life despite age-related limitations and consists of optimizing well-being on three levels, which includes physical, social, and mental. So here to talk about how we can do this, joining us today is Marilyn Scribbeth. So uh, thank you for joining us today, Marilyn. So Marilyn has 50 years of experience working in fields related to health, wellness, physical activity, and athletics. And she's a retired UW-Eau Claire professor and chair of the kinesiology department, which is the study of human movement. She is the past UWEC athletic director for men's and women's athletics and a certified tennis and pickleball teaching professional. So thank you so much for being here today. We know that aging has really changed over the years. You know, I look back at photos of my grandparents, and they were they were actually pretty young when they when they passed away. They were in their fifties and sixties, um, but yet I look at those photographs, and they look much much older. And I don't ever remember them really ever being active. So Marilyn, you know what what got you interested? in athletics and staying active as you have aged? Well, I think for me the biggest thing is in our family we grew up on the playgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, our parents usually once it got nice sent us outside and we were down there and we'd come home for lunch and we'd stay down there till we came home for dinner and then we went outside and we had to come in when the lights came on. Mm-hmm. So in our family, play and staying active was always critical, um, in part probably just to get us out of the house. Mm-hmm. But then I knew I loved play, and I was lucky to land a career in physical education where I got to get paid to play mm-hmm. and to teach it. How fun is that? And uh, actually, my entire career, I've been able to be in activities where I got to do what I loved, and all of those included physical mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, kids just don't do that anymore. You know, being outside, playground, because we're so focused or they're focused with, you know, video games and phones, and it's just really Really, kids, kids today don't get to play like we got to play. They have so many organized activities that you see our playground sitting empty unless mm-hmm. it's a soccer practice or a baseball practice mm-hmm. or a swim practice. Um, the idea of just going out to play is almost a foreign concept to a lot of people these days. Yeah, and being creative in your play. And yep. I remember games, you know, playing games. Uh, what was the one... Um, was it Rover or, oh, sure. or you know, Red Rover, Red, Red Rover, 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 yep, Rover, right over and, and, yep. and yeah. you know, 
just making yeah. up things when with the with the oh, we'd neighborhood play five, kids. Five hundred hitting balls in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All, all the neighborhood kids, we used to always get together and play and make up activities and erect tents and do all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and then you were right. You know, yeah. I remember there was a street light we had. And when that came on, that's when I had to be home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so times have have really changed. But, you know, so but as we age, why is active? Why is staying active as we age important? Well, to me, it really boils down to what kind of quality life do you want to have, not just in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, but also your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, and your 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, it's also about maintaining independence. You know, the more fit you are, the more active you are, the more engaged you are with other people, greater your likelihood of being able to stay independent as long as you want to be Mm -hmm. versus so many people lose that independence much earlier than they would have to. Um, I think it's also key about preventing chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that staying active helps with, like, arthritis. You see the Walk With Ease program mm-hmm. that's so popular, um, diabetes, obesity, and stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Staying active helps with all of those. Um, for me, it's less fatigue. I stay healthier. I prevent disease. Mm-hmm. But another reason for us to stay active that I want to get more focus on is to be role models for others. If we don't see it, we don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And until we start seeing more 70, 80-year-old, 90-year-old people out being active, playing pickleball, playing shuffleboard, getting engaged in physical activities, we get all this ageism where people tell their parents, oh, you're too old to do that. Yes. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You might get hurt. When Mm -hmm. the real thing that's important is the more we do, the less we lose. And -hmm. if we can keep people engaged and active, over a lifespan, the quality of life, especially towards the end of life, is so much more improved um, mm-hmm. than it is otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, too, as I get older, you know, I want to stay active because I want to be able to continue to get up and down from the toilet, yep. to get in and out of the shower, to be able to get up and down those steps, yep. to be able to be, bring in the groceries. You know, I think I want to be independent. Mm-hmm. And that's so important as we age. Well, I know this is a story you've heard, Lisa, but I share it frequently that it wasn't but a few years back when I got, uh, probably 10 years, I guess, I got a call from a person I didn't know and just asked, is this Marilyn Scriff Seth? And I said, yes. And he says, do you know a Vern Scriff Seth? And I go, yes, that's my father. And he said, well, I'm calling from the YMCA, and I have a request here for a, a personal strength coach. And I noticed his age. Are you okay with this? And I said, of course I am. And I said, why are you asking? I said, but is he really, I don't know if he was 89 at the time. Mm -hmm. He was in his late 80s, early 90s. And I said, he just really wants to maintain his functional fitness. Mm -hmm. He wants to be able to get in and out of a chair, in and out of the car. He wants to prevent falls. Mm -hmm. So any exercises will help maintain that strength is perfect for him. So, yes, please. I think he'd love it, but show him exercises he can do at home, not these big machines. He doesn't need machines. He wants stuff he can do every day to maintain his strength and balance and flexibility as long as possible. Mm -hmm. But I just remember this call out of the blue, like, are you you really okay with this? And I'm like, you bet. Way to go, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would have asked, well, why are you asking me? Yeah. Well, that's that's true, too. Ask ask my dad, you know. You know, why do, why do you suppose some people seem to age better than others? Well, some of it's a, just a genetic Genetics, thing. Genetics, yep. predisposition to disease. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a result of injury, illness, and trauma, mm-hmm. you know, things that you really didn't have much control over. 
some of it really is just luck. I had an uncle who died at 102 who smoked his entire life. Oh, yeah. And, you know, never had an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big part of it is our attitude and the efforts we make to take responsibility for our own health. Um, you know, people all often ask, you know, I have a body or I am my body. And some folks, they'll answer that, oh, I have a body. And for me, I am my body. Mm-hmm. How I feel mentally, physically, it is all wrapped together. I can't separate any of them apart. Um, and so for me, it's, I think of it as a one-way bridge of understanding, that once you get over the bridge of understanding how important your overall health is to your quality of life, mm-hmm. you can't go back to being unaware, and you make time to take care of it. Other people that just don't give that much thought to prevention and taking care of their bodies, um, you know, they make excuses. I call them two people. They're too busy. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have enough time. It's too cold. It's too wet. It's too rainy. They don't have the right clothes. That they're always coming up a reason not to do it. And I tell those folks that, first of all, try it and write down how you feel before you exercised or whatever you did and how you feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I bet 99% of the time they always feel better. Mm-hmm. And then I also tell them, you know, if you can't make time for your own health and well-being now, how are you going to make time for disease later? Right. And yep. the more we can put in, the earlier we start to invest, the easier it is to stay healthy over the long term. It's always easier to stay fit than to get fit mm-hmm. um, or to eat healthy in a, to all of a sudden trying to change our diet. Mm-hmm. So early investment, I think, is key. Um, but it's also never too old and never too late to get started in making changes. So. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs, Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now... Back to the podcast. You know, when I think about being active, um, I I do a lot of self talk mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I can say, "Well, I'm too tired right now," or "Gosh, you know, I, I just don't have enough time." But what I'll tell myself, "Well, remember, Lisa, how you feel when you're done." Yep. And that's really my motivation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing for me. It's like I feel fantastic. I feel like I can conquer the world sometimes after, you know, I, I, I do some type of physical activity. And it just makes me feel so much better, you know, mood-wise, emotional. I feel like I can make better decisions when I'm staying, you know, active in my routine, you know. And then, you know, there's times when I, I, I am busy, but mm-hmm. and there's days that I can't. But, boy, I can feel it more often now when I don't stay active. Well, you know, funny another funny story. When I was the department chair and men's and women's athletic director, six years where I must have been, you know, absolutely insane, I wasn't able to get the activity in. And I finally just decided to teach a class. 
I just said, I'm going to teach a class, and I designed this power walking class just mm-hmm. to get me to walk every day. And it started with 30 people, and they called me and said, oh, it's already full. And I said, well, go ahead and push it to 50. Another call, and I said, okay, go ahead and push it to 60. <laughs> and go ahead, and I think I had like 75 in that class. And for me, that was one of the best classes I taught in terms of how it opened up my eyes because 75 college students, when I was shocked at how many of them could not walk a mile, mm. how out of shape they were. Secondly, I had them all write down just brief little journal when they came to class, how are they feeling? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the class, how are they feeling? And the powerful message it sent them was that the worse they felt, the more fatigued they were, the less they wanted to do anything, how helpful that was. Because mm-hmm. the end of the class, they were laughing, they felt better, they were more productive, they had more energy. Um, it was just fun to watch this class transform. Plus, there's a message about critical mass. When you get a group that large, everybody can find somebody that can walk at their pace. Mm-hmm. And the friendships that are made, I still have one guy that keeps in touch with me. He dropped like 75 pounds that oh. year mm-hmm. and is still walking. You know, but it was also these four guys who heard it was a great, great class to meet chicks. So they <laughs> they came to class to make it rock. So they made up a video or a whole list of songs. Like the first one was "These Boots Are Made for Walking." Mm-hmm. So we, you know, ramped up music and had a great time. But I had to schedule my life because I wasn't able to fit it in unless I did schedule it. Mm-hmm. But um, that was an eye opener how important journaling is for new people starting out until they understand what a big difference it is. It's that first step. Once you get out the door, everything's mm-hmm. goes better. I really from there. like that idea of you know writing down how you feel before and writing down mm-hmm. how you felt afterward. Something else that was um, helpful for me um, is putting it on the calendar because you know you. You put down, if you have a doctor's appointment or any other type mm-hmm. of hair appointment, mm-hmm. any type of appointment, you always put it on your calendar and you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so if you put it on your calendar, I think you're more likely to to do it as well because it's scheduled. It's on your calendar. And I know for me that was something that was that's really been helpful. Well, there's people that also set goals or they reward mm-hmm. themselves. They're going to walk so many miles to, say, a destination they want to visit. Or they get so many, you know, days of pickleball and they're going to buy themselves a new paddle. Or they walk so many miles, they're going to treat themselves to a nice pair of walking shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes keeping track of what you've done, too, also you can reward yourself and it gets self-motivating mm-hmm. um, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you remember Betty Davis? Oh, yes. So she, <laughs> she, said, she said that, you know, the famous saying that aging isn't for sissies. So true. So, so true. The older I that. get, the older I get, the more I agree with it. Yep. I mean, it's always tough not being able to do what you once were able to do very easily or without thinking. Um, I have some neighbors, you know, today that it's like they can fall. It happens so fast, mm-hmm. and I know that happened to my dad. And it's like I felt just fine next thing I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that starts to happen, first it's like, oh, no, the next time my doctor asks me if I ever fall and I'm going to have to say yes. yes yeah. you, hate, you hate to have to say yes, I did yep. fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just hard when you start knowing that some of the best days, what you can do, are gone. But that doesn't mean you can't invent new ways of doing the same things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm an eternal optimist that I think there's almost for every activity you want to do, there's probably a way we can make accommodations to allow you to continue that activity. Mm-hmm. You know, 
McDonough Park, for example, we've made almost all the activities available. So if all of a sudden you have to use a walker, you can still play bocce ball. You can still play shuffleboard. If you're in a wheelchair, you can still play pickleball. You can still do a lot of those activities. But we don't see that visible in the Chippewa Valley. No, and that's people don't realize that. They don't realize that. And that's that's a plus of seeing the Paralympics, for example, on TV. Mm-hmm. People start to see what all of these people can do with a whole array of disabilities um, and still be active. Blind, blind skiers in the Berkey. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's amazing to me what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's tough, you mm-hmm. know, as you get older. And so often we start, everybody tells us, you know, be careful, be careful, be careful. And pretty soon then we're sedentary. And for me, I'd rather, you know, wear out than rust out. And I'd rather, if I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to get hurt doing something fun mm-hmm. and moving rather than just get everything so tight and bound up that I can't move and I lose my balance, I'm going to just fall. So mm-hmm. um, I think for a lot of people, they they become sedentary and then they're amazed at how fast they age. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Rowe, I was talking to her group once and it's so true that we age really over a long period of time when you think about it. I mean, we really age slowly, but we atrophy very fast. Mm-hmm. And once people get an illness, an injury that puts them in a chair for a while where they aren't getting up, aren't moving, that atrophy, well, COVID for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For some people, they really lost a lot of strength and balance um, and ability to do things. On the other hand, other people got in the best shape of their life, yeah. depending upon how you use that time. Mm-hmm. So the other thing about getting old that, you know, not for sissies is what happens with isolation as people get older and how hard that is on people to not have the network of friends, Mm -hmm. the card groups that they once were able to get together with. It's it's just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, COVID was difficult for for so many of us or all all of us. We can't we can't leave any any demographics out there. So you mentioned, um, you know, whether or not you're in a a wheelchair or a walker. So <clears throat> how can people be active agers with a disability? Well, I, again, I think you can, you know, first off, talk to your physician, you know, talk to physical therapists. A lot of them can help give you some accommodations. Um, you can do a lot on the internet, finding ways to make different accommodations. You know, with my dad, for example, as he aged and, and had more challenges, we went from doing a lot of walks and then we did more walks with, he liked the shepherd's pole, because mm-hmm. that's good for going up and down. You can slide mm-hmm. your hand. And then from the shepherd's pole, we did hiking poles. And he thought that was pretty cool. He would never use a cane, but these were okay. Mm-hmm. you know. And eventually it was to a walker and eventually to a wheelchair. Um, but almost all the activities still went for walks. We still got him outside. Um, what strength activities we could do in his chair, we did. Um, so, I mean, there's ways you can do stuff. There's also other alternatives, gardening, elevated gardens. We all have, in my family, all have elevated gardens at our house, which mm-hmm. makes it nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, Well, you know, you can, you know, you can sit in your chair and you can get your heart rate up just oh, by, by marching in place mm-hmm. or moving your arms mm-hmm. or just, like you said, just doing, doing something. You know, I'm a fan of cardio drumming, for example. There's one that, you know... You cannot help but be laughing and smiling within the first minute. You know, so what is they, what is cardio drumming? Cardio drumming is where you take like a, a large fitness ball, like mm-hmm. a I don't know, yoga ball or whatever, mm-hmm. and put it on like a five gallon pail or a laundry basket. Take a couple drumsticks and it's usually with a group sent to music and you beat the crap out of the ball <laughs> and your neighbor's ball and the ball behind you and you do knee lifts, but you can also do it from a chair. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that we've got a couple assisted living places now that are starting to incorporate that into their recreational programming. Mm-hmm. Um, Great way to get some stress out, it is. too. Huh? You get some arm strength, uh, but it's, again, a social activity. The music is great, um, and you can incorporate as much movement as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really, I had an uncle who was in a nursing home for about 50 years, and how disheartening it was to see some of the, they called it recreational programming, but, I mean, it was sad. There's no energy. There was no vitality. There was, it was, okay, just come and we'll lift a knee and another knee. And mm-hmm. But you can make some really fun games and put it to music and get them to laugh and have fun and, and really play again. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. There's a hula hoop class that, is just oh, the boy, blast. that would be that'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So depending upon abilities and what people can do, a lot of good instructors will know how to modify a class for people if they have to sit or stand. They can make it work. Mm-hmm. Do do are these type of things available at the park? Uh, we do have we have cardio drumming. Carol Campbell does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been teaching it, and she's been teaching it last year. She taught in the winter too. I'm not sure where it's going to be offered. I know the Y has a class mm-hmm. um, in cardio drumming. Um, and you can also do some YouTube videos for all of this. A big class um, down in Florida is Walk Away the Pounds. Well, that's you can just pull up a YouTube mm-hmm. video for that series and do it right at home. Mm-hmm. And it's just walking in place and side to side and forward and back. So there are a lot of great classes that way as well. Yeah, just to, just to get moving. Yep. Get moving. Well, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we're going to hear more from Marilyn on staying active. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All-Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast. Well, we're back with Marilyn, and today we're talking about uh, just staying active as we age. And so, Marilyn, as we think about the Chippewa Valley, you've, met, you've mentioned McDonald Park, but what are, are there some other places that you are aware of that people can enjoy and, and, and stay active? Well, you know, we're fortunate in lots of ways that we have, you know, so many great trails. We have a fantastic river system. We've got um, some beautiful county parks that people can go out and uh, enjoy. There's classes all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big advocate of the classes that the ADRC puts on that people are crazy not to get to know that office. I keep Mm -hmm. sending people your way. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, You've got the Y. You've got all the other fitness programs that have gotten much more reasonable. A lot of times your health insurance will pay for them to join. Um, but I still want to stress, whatever you do, one, make sure it's a, an accessible place that's easy. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that probably paid a couple hundred dollars to play one game of racquetball when I found out my schedule didn't accommodate going to the Y every day. Um, so it's got to be easy. It's got to be something that you really enjoy, I think, is another key that 
as much as I'd love to run a marathon, I'm not a runner. It's not in the cards mm-hmm. for me. You have to enjoy it. Otherwise, you're not going to do it. Yeah, I'm a striker. So most of my activities are golf. They're, you know, tennis. They're pickleball. You know, it's canoeing. It's biking and things I can do with other people. Some mm-hmm. people are more, um, they like to do more individual, you know, solitary type things. That's just not for me. If I'm going to stay active, I need to get that engagement in there as well. But in our area, we're just fortunate to have a lot of different facilities. But I also know, like, our walking trails and bike trails, for as beautiful as they are, for a lot of our older seniors, they don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. You know, they can get isolated on those trails, and they worry about that. They worry if they have a medical event, who's going to find them. There aren't that many benches for people to stop and rest. So sometimes what was good when we were younger becomes a place that we really don't take advantage of later. Um, so those are some things that we really need to think about because, you know, we are a community of aging. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got this huge aging population mm-hmm. that's just exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to make sure that the Chippewa Valley is not only a great place to grow up, but it's also a great place to grow old. And so there's some things that we still need to work on, aren't there? Yeah, there are. And, and again, the more we can do to help bring people together too is key and that's where you know I talk a lot about McDonough Park because the activities are great whether it's table tennis or bocce ball or shuffleboard or pickleball or all the game tables we put in so people come down and play cribbage or chess Um, the exercise stations we have there the bird watching and now the neighborhood community is talking about putting in sustainable gardens Um, all those things are great But if we don't have a collective mass of people, it'll quickly die. Mm -hmm. And so it's been successful because not because we have one pickleball court, but because we have 12. So there's 60 people playing pickleball and trying to find out ways where we can get people who are strangers to come together to make new friends and to play together is is just really critical. Um, I participated in Prevea's walk into the weekend program. That was every Friday morning at 7 Mm a.m., And again, it allowed a lot of people to come together to walk together, and it became a social event, so they stayed together doing it. Mm-hmm. So the more we can help people network, because I think as people get eight, you know, older, they tend to get more isolated. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gets harder to meet people. Their friends are leaving. Their friends are dying. Um, if we can help facilitate connections in activity Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge plus. Well, and then, you know, if people aren't able to drive anymore, that, you know, transportation mm-hmm. issues, mobility issues, so that can put a damper in a lot of a lot of ways of getting out as 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 well. So we've talked about staying physically, you know, active as we age. Do you have any what what are your ways of staying active mentally and, and well, we've talked about socially too mm-hmm. because it is social when mm-hmm. when we're when we're with people, but um mentally and in, in other ways that you stay active in the community? Well, you know, for me, I really could have been a grad student for life if I didn't have to do all those papers. So mm-hmm. I, I have tend to be a lifelong learner, and I think mm-hmm. that's important. Um, learning in the Chippewa Valley group, I think, is a great group where people can sign up and learn all sorts of classes through that. Um, but, you know, just trying to always learn something Somehow I have a natural tendency to get on more committees than I ever thought possible. <laughs> um, and to volunteer in ways that I didn't expect myself to volunteer. And all of those things, I end up learning new things. And what makes it so important is I also meet a lot of great people. Mm -hmm. And so my network of experts that I know continues to expand, which also helps my resiliency. 
that if something happens, I've got all these people that I can rely on and call mm-hmm. if I need help or if I don't know something. So for me, I just tend to be probably over-engaged a little bit, but it's served me very well over the years. Mm-hmm. And it really brings, it gives you energy, right? Oh, it, it does. just like yep. brings you restoration and, and energy. But if people are stuck in a rut, do you have any um, recommendations on how to maybe get going again? Well, I don't know anybody who hasn't hit that plateau mm-hmm. or that rut where it's just like you just don't feel like it. And sometimes it's good just to take that break or to try something different. But, you know, for me, there's a couple of key points. One, start small so you're successful. I don't care if it's just get out the door and walk down two houses and back. Mm-hmm. Or I'm fortunate I live on a cul-de-sac. And for so several of our neighbors, I measured it out. We know that it's 11 laps around the cul-de-sac per mile. But who can count up to 11? So I put little paper cups and heart, you know, dry <laughs> peas. They put them in their pocket and drop a pea when they pass their mailbox in the cup. But you can start small, and if you can do it with neighbors, that's even better. Um, Make it accessible, something you can do right in your house or close. If you have to drive a long way, it's just not going to happen. And it's got to be fun. You know, if you don't like the activity, you aren't going to stay with it. Um, The other thing I'd like to tell if you're in a rut, consider changing up by adding music. Oh, yeah. Um, If you've been Mm -hmm. doing it indoors, if you can do it outdoors, that's a plus. Um, If you can make a little competition, and that may sound crazy, but there's been tons of research showing now that if there's a little bit of competition in any activity, I don't care if it's playing cards, Mm -hmm. a board game, playing pickleball, shuffleboard, there's something about competition, the endorphins it releases, they get their juices flowing, and they have more fun with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just walking, not a big deal, but maybe you want to enter a 3K walk. Or do some things where you see your time improve and sure. you are competing with other uh-huh. people. Um, I think every neighborhood you know, needs a every 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 neighborhood needs a Marilyn. I well, think <laughs> we we have some fun. I'm probably the only cul-de-sac with two pickleball courts marked out in it. But um, the other thing I stress with people is you can do a lot um, in little increments. So I know for my dad and for myself, even when an, an ad comes on on TV. You know, that's a good time to just cross your arms, practice standing up, sitting Mm -hmm. down out of a Mm -hmm. chair. Um, That's a time you can do head circles or arm circles or do some, you know, flexibility. Um, When you brush your teeth, I'm still an advocate. I brush my teeth on one foot and then the other foot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, As you get better, you can Mm -hmm. do it one foot and close your eyes. And if you even get better yet, you can do it one foot, close your eyes, tilt your head back. And then maybe even do it with the opposite hand. You can do it with the opposite <laughs> hands, or even you can put a, a small pillow under your foot mm-hmm. where it's a little more unstable. But those are just lots of little things you can do, you know, and just small little things that are going to help you with your balance to prevent falls. You know, it's all about functional fitness, doing what you want to do that you can incorporate into your life every day. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about pickleball because I know that's something that you really, really enjoy. And I played it one time. <laughs> and, you know, for somebody that's just wanting to get started or get active, it seems like that would be just a really great thing to try. So even if you've got aches and pains, even if, you know, um, you've got some limitations, that's something you can still play, right? It, there are probably it, more artificial joints on the pickleball <laughs> courts than anywhere in town. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I've I've taught tons of activities, you know, through my career. And I do think pickleball is my all-time favorite for a host of reasons. Number one, I can get anybody playing a good game of pickleball if you give me an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. That's plenty of time to learn the game, not like tennis or a lot of others where you end up chasing the ball. Pickleball, you really can learn it fast. But it has so much going for it. Um, First of all, you've got those activities for functional fitness. So if you look at pickleball, the first step to get to the ball, what's the first thing you have to do to prevent a fall? Typically is that first step, that Mm -hmm. first reaction to catch yourself. Or if you're going to hit the ball, you're reaching with your hand, which is similar to reaching for the couch or something to prevent a fall. Mm -hmm. You're tracking the ball with your eyes, and you're using your brain to to know where to move on the court. And they know that all the racket sports help with mental health as far as dementia and Alzheimer's, the more you can use those types of skills. The other thing with pickleball is that after every game, you come off the court, you switch up, and you go out with new people. I mean, if I went down to a tennis court and said, hey, can I work in? They'd laugh me off the court. Mm -hmm. Pickleball is designed so you play a game and then you play with new people. So it's a great social game. Mm -hmm. So the pickleball club started with about 30 people. It just went over 300 and some club members, over 500 people that are actively engaged in pickleball in the community. And, you know, I'm seeing people that lost, again, 65 pounds their first year. They're off their cholesterol medication. Their Mm -hmm. blood pressure medication has gone down. And there's people that leave on weekends, go up to their cabins, but come back Saturday mornings just to play pickleball. That they've made so many friends, and they just feel so good with the laughter, the vibrancy, Mm -hmm. um, and all the physical and mental health benefits that are coming from it. I can't think of another sport that does the same type of social interaction along with all the functional activities built into the sport that will help seniors especially stay independent. Mm -hmm. Are there going to be injuries? Yes. Mm -hmm. We tell everybody we don't want to ever see you walk or run backwards because we know that the center of gravity has changed Mm -hmm. and our balance is worth just always turn around and run. Um, We always have to remind people to stay hydrated because people as we age, we don't drink as enough water as we should. Uh, but with some safety precautions and remind people to play within their physical abilities, you, you can have a blast. Mm-hmm. And there's beginners all the way up to, you know, professionals playing the game now. And you don't have to be super coordinated or, you know, I'll tell you. So my husband, mm-hmm. I've been really, I said, I think we should really try mm-hmm. pickleball. And he 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 just said, no. You know, I just don't think I'm, I'm not coordinated enough. I just don't have, I'm not athletic enough or whatever. So what would you say to somebody the, like that? The nice thing is if, if you've ever played like badminton, badminton is another great game that is a game that adjusts to the skill of the players. You know, the more beginner you are, the slower the bird is going to travel, and it's just an easier game. The faster you get or the better you get, the shuttlecock can travel over 100 miles an hour. Totally different game. Same thing like table tennis and ping pong. Mm-hmm. Well, pickleball, if you're a beginner, you can have great games, even if you just play right up at the front of the court, the Mm -hmm. kitchen area. So you can adjust it to your skill level. The game itself is going to adjust with how hard you hit the ball and how fast you move. So real easy for beginners to enjoy it. 
Um, the thing I love to see is when I see grandparents down there with their grandkids. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just mm-hmm. having a great time, mm-hmm. especially when grandma and grandpa kind of can school the young kids on yeah. how to play the game. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it's a great sport for accommodating a lot of different levels of skill. Mm-hmm. So, and there's lessons going on all the time. And there, it's really all over it the Chippewa is. Valley, right? People can yep. find a place to play pickleball. And more and more are being built. I know right now the courts up in Lake Halley are locked because they're going to resurface them, put mm-hmm. in new nets, and make mm-hmm. that a first-class facility. So we're getting more courts mm-hmm. around the Chippewa Valley all the time. And if you have a cul-de-sac. And a cul-de-sac. <laughs> you can, you know, in any parking lot, a lot of people get portable nets. They go on their camping trips, and they just set up a pickleball court in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. That's all you need is a hard surface. Mm-hmm. You know, Marilyn, we're talking about a skill level and disabilities or mobility issues. You know, I've heard a lot about e-bikes, you know, how they can be helpful for folks. What, what, is your, what well, do you I, think about that? I think e-bikes are just going to really transform population for a lot of people, you know, people who can't drive even. Because it's not just the bicycle. There's also the tricycles that are all e, e-bikes. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are finding out they love to bike. Well, being in nature, you're mm-hmm. outdoors, you're, you know. And nature, I mean, most of my activities that I do are all outside. Mm-hmm. I need to get outdoors mm-hmm. and play. Indoors just doesn't do enough for me. But I know for a lot of people, the hills become more and more difficult. If they're riding with the group as they age, maybe they can't keep up the group as well as they once mm-hmm. were able to. But with an e-bike, it's a great equalizer so they can stay biking with their friends they don't worry about, oh, am I going to be able to make it up that last hill or that hill that's in the middle? So oh, I don't think I'll go on it because I know there's a hill I can't do. Um, I laugh the ride across Iowa, which is a great bicycle ride of craziness. But more and more people are doing it now because they can take an e-bike mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they know they're going to make it. Um, but I just think those accommodations, especially the tricycle, I really would encourage people to look at three-wheel bikes as mm-hmm. people age. Just You don't have to worry about falling either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to be a huge boost for keeping people outdoors and moving and, and again, socially connected with their friends. Sure. And are those, uh, do you know, um, as far as costs, are they, are they more expensive than a normal bike? Uh, think, most of them are going to be pricier, pricey. but it's coming down. And the other thing they're doing is they're really working on the weight so they aren't as heavy. Because mm-hmm. if you want to you have go, to get it in the car if you want to go someplace or put it on something. Yeah, you're probably going to use a bike rack. A rack. But, mm-hmm. but they're pretty heavy, so it might take two of you to lift it up to get mm-hmm. it on there. Um, some are really coming down in weight, but the lighter the bike is, probably the more expensive it's going to cost. But um, I've, I've seen more people. I just talked to a gentleman this morning. He said it's just changed his life getting an e-bike. And he's biking all over the place mm-hmm. and just getting outside and seeing things he hasn't seen for a long sure. time. And you're still you're still moving, right? You're well, still pedaling. I think it is important that you get a pedal assist e bike. You can get bikes where you don't have to pedal and they're just like electric mm-hmm. you know, bicycles, I guess. But um I think it's important that you always have to do some pedaling to keep the thing yeah. moving. Sure, sure. Well, Marilyn, you've given us a lot of really uh, great ways, uh, all skill levels, to uh, stay active and some good reasons why we want to stay active. So thank you so much for for being my guest today and helping us to um, be an active ager in the Chippewa Valley. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Lisa. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest. And thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County. And it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts 
at volume1.org.